0: Welcome to A Brief Chat, I'm Jason Crane. Today is October 4th, it's Friday, and it's the first Friday of October 2019. Last month, on the first Friday, just by coincidence, I read some of my poems as the content of the show. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if every first Friday I just featured some poetry by somebody I like? And so, that's what I'm going to do, because it's my show. Starting off with my friend Mark O'Brien, who has been... Writing and reading poetry for quite a long time now, mostly based around the Albany, New York area, and in fact in a a smaller area called Voorheesville right outside of Albany. He started in the 1980s. He was a founding member of the Every Other Thursday Night Poetry Group there, was first published in their anthology, Poetry Don't Pump Gas and then was a finalist in one of the coolest poetry contests I've ever taken part in called the Smith's Tavern Poet Laureate Contest. This is this amazing tavern in Voorheesville, New York. It has a poet's corner, and there's a contest to decide each year who's going to be the poet laureate of this tavern. It's a a really amazing place. Mark is an alum of the Blackwater International Poetry Festival in 2014 and again in 2019, and his fourth collection of poetry on Foothills Publishing, which just in the interest of full disclosure, is the same imprint that my forthcoming book is out on. His fourth collection is called My Childhood Appropriated. And so here is audio of a poetry reading Mark did on September 15th. Here he
1: is, Mark O'Brien. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. uh, One of these poems I've tried to record at least three times, and I... I did it here. I premiered it here, so we're gonna just let here and see what happens. I did launch this book at the Blackwater Poetry Festival. It's called "My My Childhood Appropriated." Um, my stuff kind of fits into all three categories: it's uh, poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. I'm kind of I. I I grew up on Seuss, and people are going to have a hard time when I die figuring out what's really real in my life and what I did make up, I think. Hopefully, if I'm successful. So this is mostly memoir, High Buns. And I'm going to read My Dad Fashion. When my children were toddlers, I was still working a second job as a cashier at the Grand Union supermarket. One night, the evening before Easter, a customer came through my line hurriedly with a box of baking soda and vacuum bags. What's the hurry, I said. I have to get home to make bunny tracks, she said, as if I should have known. Bunny tracks, I said. Yes, bunny tracks. My son is a toddler, and I make tracks for him to follow so he can find baskets and bird nests that I hide with Easter candy in them, she explained. I dip my thumbs into water and then into baking soda, and I make prints around the house on the carpets as a bunny trail. And then I vacuum up so it cleans and refreshes the house at the same time. <laughs> well, I thought, I should do this myself. It will be fun. And it was the first couple of years. It was also labor-intensive. As they got older, it got more and more complicated, just to keep them interested. One Easter Eve, I came home tired and worn out from my second job and flopped on the couch, exhausted. Can you do what I asked my wife? No way, she said. Your idea, your dilemma. I sat there, staring at the ceiling, dumbfounded. I didn't want to disappoint my kids, but I was too tired to budge. Then it happened. The bells and the whistles went off. Eureka! He hid the baskets. and hey, I went to bed. The next morning, my children arose and walked into the living room to find a clean carpet and no bunny rabbit tracks. Hey, wait, my son said. He turned to his sister with panic in his voice. There's no tracks. The Easter bunny didn't come. Wait, what? I interjected. Are you sure? Let's Let's look around. Hey, hey, look, right there, he wiped his feet on the doormat. He must have heard me when I told you to do the same thing. What a great Easter (laughs) bunny. A lie isn't a lie when it teaches you something, and you are the dad. (laughs) This this is the poem that made Kevin McCrell cringe. It also made this woman in, um, in Ireland that I met at the Blackwater Poetry Festival, He said, your sister, she is hero. I like her very much. Petey, my best friend. My sister was the middle child. It was as if my parents had had two families, and she was the youngest in the first and the oldest in the second. Being the youngest in the first family, my older brothers toughened her up, so to speak, gave her an edge over my younger brother and me. Sometimes, but not always, she took advantage of our naivete. Mostly, she doted on us. Sometimes, she just couldn't resist. Our brothers had taught her well. Mom had bathed the three older siblings together when they were young out of necessity, partly because she had her hands full while Dad was at work, and partly because the old farmhouse had a finite amount of hot water. So it was out of habit, I suppose, that she continued after we moved east to Westmere to bathe the three youngest siblings together. We were lined up by size and age and bathed in order. My younger brother first, then me, and finally my sister who eventually stayed and bathed herself while Mom was wrestling with my brother and me. It was during one of these bathing sessions after we had spent the day playing in the sandy backyard and had come into the house with pockets full of dirt, that we were turned out into the back of the garage and stripped down to our skivvies, when my sister succumbed to her temptations and pulled off the most dastardly deed. As we were waiting in the bathroom, while the tub was filling and Mom was sorting the clothes in the laundry, my sister took her advantage. You know, she said, You don't know it yet, but one day, you might be a girl. (laughs) What? We said, unknowing, yep. If you're going to be a girl, your PD falls off. But you don't know until you turn 10. That's when it's happened to me. If you're going to be a boy, you get to keep it. But if you're going to be a girl, it just drops off. Maybe one day, when you're on the toilet. Maybe one night, like tonight, when you go to bed. But don't tell Mom. She doesn't need to know, because it's supposed to be a surprise. We were dumbfounded and scared out of our pants, literally. I even asked my older brother, and he confirmed it. What are we going to do, said my younger brother. I don't want to lose my PD. I like him. I don't want to lose mine either, I said. I'm older than you and I turned ten first. I didn't sleep a wink that night and neither did my brother. Worse yet, my older brothers had sworn us to secrecy, pinky swear and all, so as not to ruin the surprise to mom and dad. It was awful and brilliant. To this day, I dream of my PD being flushed down the toilet irrevocably. (laughs) Sometimes even now I flinch when I hear the clink of the toilet and the sound of the water swirling. The things we believe when young and gullible visit us,
0: even now.
1: Thank Thank you.
0: And that's poetry by Mark O'Brien, recorded on the 15th of September 2019 at the Dorn Space. My thanks to Mark for sharing that with me so I could share it with you. If you enjoy Mark's work and you'd like to get your own copy of his most recent book, head over to foothillspublishing.com. This has been A Brief Chat. I hope you enjoyed this week. I hope I'll see you back here next week. You can find out about this show and become a supporting member at abriefchat.com. I'm Jason Crane, it's been my pleasure to chat with you and to bring you some great poetry. I love you. A better world is possible.